Welcome to this special series of the Bundaberg Now podcast, where we shine a spotlight on the history of our region. My name's Genevieve Lyons, and I'll be your host as we uncover history and stories about some of our most iconic buildings and structures. Once a backpacker hostel, the Palace Memorial Building now houses a moving commemoration to the 15 travellers who tragically lost their lives as a result of arson. It was the second devastating fire in the building's history. The original building was lost in the Great Childers Fire of 1902, which also claimed many buildings in the CBD. It was then rebuilt and reopened in 1903. Throughout the 1930s and 40s, it was a premier hotel in Childers, serving thirsty cane cutters and offering accommodation, a dining room and, at one stage, a grand ballroom, before being converted to backpacker accommodation in the early 90s. This month marks 22 years since that second fire burned down the palace building. Two years and four months after the devastating fire, the Palace Memorial Building was opened. The restored building houses the Childers Regional Art Gallery, the Childers Visitor Information Centre, as well as a mural of the victims of the fire by Yosonia Pilatus and a moving glass memorial. University lecturer and artist Sam DeMauro was asked to take charge of developing and creating the memorial. The result is a glass memorial 7.7 metres wide by 2.7 metres high with 15 memory boxes depicting the lives of each victim with photographs supplied by their families. Sam spoke with Adele Bennett from Bundaberg Now about the memorial and his process in developing a piece so meaningful. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bundaberg Now podcast. We're here to talk about the Palace Memorial Building. Can you tell me a bit about the memorial and describe it to our listeners? Well, the Memorial Building has got a, an incredible history. Um, I think the original building was burnt in the early 1900s. And then, um, unfortunately, this disaster that occurred uh, much later and uh, the building was always recognised as quite an icon in the town in terms of its architectural qualities and, uh, and design. When the disaster occurred, they asked, um, they, their communication with the parents gave a commitment by the Queensland Government that a memorial of, uh, and maybe in the format of a mural, would be produced to, to uh, acknowledge the the, uh, the people who had died. I then was lucky enough to uh, be contacted in relation to the design and ultimate creation of the uh, memorial. At the time, I was travelling in Japan, and uh, so this came as quite a surprise. Now, once something is, is put into the mind, the mind doesn't stop thinking about uh, how can this be interpreted? Who are the people that I am uh, responsible to? How about you know the families of these young people? Who were these young people? So all those sorts of things are sort of going through the mind and trying to come to terms with an interpretation of this word memorial in the context of, of this disaster. I um, then started working on on, uh, on the project, the council gave me a space in town and um, in you know, a little corner of an office 
And it was there that I would go up. I think it would probably have been once a week from uni. I was lecturing at uni at the time. And uh, so the university saw this as research and said, yes, you know, it's part of your professional development and uh, a very important project to take on. So they gave me the okay to, to work on the memorial from that perspective. So I would be up there on average one day a week, I think. And I'd work in that, in that office. It was very public, so the public knew that, what, that uh, I was there and that I was looking at, you know, trying to interpret this. And uh, they were most welcome to come in and chat and, and have a look at the progress. And um, so eventually the, I came up with a concept and presented that concept, made a, a full-size section of what I had thought memorial um, and we put it on display in the uh, cultural centre where my little office was and um, invited the public to come and have a look at it. Uh, quite a few people came. Then we had a public gathering for the public to come and have a look at it and have a listen to what the uh, council were planning to, to do with the building and with uh, the um, interpretation of the memorial. Yeah. So there's one huge piece of glass. The glass is symbolising the family of backpackers. So it's huge. It's, 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 a, it's a, a, an international family. It's a family that grows and grows and shrinks and grows. Yeah. The family of the individuals was then needing to be featured because when uh, one becomes aware of that those little um, journey boxes, those crystalline journey boxes. What you, you're doing is you're looking at someone, that person could be the kid next door. Yeah. It could be, it doesn't matter about the nationality, it doesn't matter about the country that these people originate from. The images that parents sent me as an explanation of who their child was and how they wanted their child remembered were, you know, they were international. Yeah. They were, you know, I can remember a lot of those images were like the ones that we took as kids, mm. taken of us as young kids. So it, it related then back that notion of, well, these could be any children. They could be anywhere in the world. They could be, um, their experiences are basically individual, but basically they're the same as well. Mm. And uh, so it was important to have that one piece of glass to represent the family and then these uniquely lit crystalline boxes with the images telling the story of each of those individuals. And then how was it received by the families? I know there was a, an opening event. Yeah. And most of the families were able to make it for that? Yeah, I think there was, there was one family missing if I can remember correctly. Yeah. Um, well, two, basically, because there was one chap who we had no knowledge of. We were very, very... Um, we knew his name, um, and that's all. Wow. We couldn't find any information. Wow. Uh, he had a, a bit of a history that sort of scattered around a couple of places. Mm. So uh, we didn't know this man. And so we just put in, uh, we, what we could find out about him was that um, he was uh, a, a Moroccan-Australian yeah. and that he left Morocco uh, at the same time 
that I went to Morocco on a holiday. Oh wow! So on my on my travelling around, I was going. I was in Morocco, and he was not. The, we knew at the time, yeah. but just coincidentally. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because I was then able to take some of my images that I took in Morocco mm -hmm. and use them in his little journey box. Yeah. Uh, a couple of those images in there, the ones you know, at the same time, same era. Yeah. of his departure from Morocco, and then places that we thought he would have gone to. Yeah, oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, the connection. But, uh, yeah, so that, that worked out well, and uh, there's another story that goes on from that, which if I've got time, I'll mention that. But um, the launch of the artwork, you know, the, the, the Children's City Council did such an amazing uh, job. They thought of everything. Mm. They thought of the possibility that some people might uh, become traumatised by this. So they had social workers and they had yeah. psychologists and and they had the ambulance handy. And, and you mm. know, Nancy and Steve and um, I think they were probably the, the ones who were most instrumental in, in coordinating mm. these people to be able to be on hand should they be needed. How Sorry. did it feel for you? I mean, being tasked with such a meaningful project was it was it daunting at first? It was one of the most daunting things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, it was, uh, and and the realization came on the night of the of the preview of the, with the parents. Mm. Apparently, that council we had uh, a meal up at the ISIS club then. And everybody was great, meeting new people and, you know, laughing and telling stories. And then slowly we moved down to the Palace Hotel, walked down to the Palace Hotel. Once we got to the hotel, the emotions changed. So there was more silence. There was, mm. there was um, uh, a sense of we've arrived. What have we arrived at? What yeah. are we expecting to be seeing? So they, they made their way up the stairs slowly. Now, in the process of uh, this whole process of uh, making the memorial, the count, the uh, um, Bill, Bill Trevor, sort of brought to our attention that, well, you know, we have promised parents a mural and we're not giving them a mural. Mm. So the Queensland government, I think, came in and said, you know, well, you, you've got to give them uh, what you had promised as well. Mm. <laughs> Uh, they, Steve found uh, an artist in Sydney who was a realistic, super realistic paint, um, artist. So she could produce almost a photographic painting of these people from the images that were sent to us. Mm. So uh, Joe Pilates was her name and a great artist. So Joe produced painting. And so when you are down one end of the hall, which is now the gallery space upstairs in the palace building, and you look down, you see a big glass ball, and it's 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 lit mm. uh, with a cool light. Then these journey boxes are a warm glow on that big massive piece of glass, and uh, so we're looking at a piece of glass that's uh, eight meters long by three meters high, one piece. So it's quite a, a large has a large impact in the space. Yeah. So you look down, you see that illuminated wall and you can't, you know, you don't identify with anything that's inside each of those boxes. 
So you look across at the painting, you can identify straight away your mm. child in the painting. Yeah. So the, the parents moved en masse down, went straight to the painting. Yeah. And the emotion that was released there was like nothing I'd ever seen in my life. Mm. And, you know, these are people from different cultures. And, uh, you know, sadness is sadness. And death in the family is death in the family. Yeah. And so they then looked and cried and, and you know, uh, but slowly they then moved across to the wall. And they went searching on that memorial wall to mm. find their child. When they found the child, they then spent a lot of time looking into those boxes because they're designed, the images are laid out in those journey boxes in such a way that you can't see all the images. You can see them, but you've got to take your eye on a journey mm. through that collection of images if you really want to see all of those images individually. Yeah. And that was part of the process. If they were on a journey, you take your eye on a journey and you'll learn about this person. Yeah. So they sort of, you know, looking at that and, and their emotions started to move from that very distressed state to one of reflection. Mm. They were reflecting on their child and, and uh, the life that they had together, the life that they enjoyed. And so the, the emotions changed. Now, deep inside, there would have been still a lot of uh, you know, um, yeah. deep emotion responses continuing. But it was re reassuring for me by the end of the night to see parents standing either side of their child's journey box and having another family photo taken. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Mm. So that was, uh, that, yeah, that, that, that was quite um, rewarding for me as an artist to know that, well, it has worked. Yeah. And, it, in, you know, in chatting with the parents at that time, a few of them said to me, you know, you asked us to do what we thought was absolutely impossible, to go back and open up again, because it was, see, it was 12 mm. months later, even more, um, that, you know, I my my request is going to them to say, mm. you know, please bring me, uh, send me 40, uh, 25 to 50 photographs of your child as you want them remembered and if you could prioritise them. Mm. And, and they, a lot of them said, you know, we couldn't do it. We didn't want to do it. It yeah. was too difficult. We had put closure to that. And you're asking us, asking us to open it up again. And they said, you know, we passed it on to their, uh, their children's siblings to, to take that responsibility, and a few of them did. Wow. And uh, they said, you know, it wasn't long before uh, I was, we were in there selecting the photos with, with our children. Yeah. And so, you know, it was, look, it was, it was very traumatic me to be uh, taking on that that uh, task, but it was a very, 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 very rewarding um, thing to be asked to do yeah. professionally. You know, it really was. I, I, in a strange way, I did enjoy the process, mm -hmm. um, but um, but you know, the support from the support from Steve Johnson was absolutely astronomical. You know, I wouldn't have thought that uh, someone in Steve's position would be so uh, open to some of these abstract suggestions that I have made. Yeah. 
in relation to the memorial. Yeah. So I see him very much as a very visionary man. And Nancy Corbyn as well, you know. They, mm. they really are people who went out of their way, as did Bill in the Queensland Government too. Yeah. Um, but Stephen and Nancy were, you know, they were fantastic. Yeah. I also read that you made the glass memory boxes um, that tell the story of the building. Could you share a little bit about those and what they mean? Sure. We, uh, in the process, my work that I've done in public artwork and my own, my own artwork always comes inspired from a community that I've gone and investigated or a culture that I've gone and investigated. So there'll be reference to that culture in the artwork. And um, the original idea for the memorial, I wanted to include some references to the community and how they helped the backpackers who uh, survived to move on yeah. and to survive on that uh, around that time. And uh, but unfortunately, and maybe it was fortunate in the in the whole big picture, the the parents or one of the parents uh, disagreed. They preferred to not have the community being referenced in the artwork directly. Mm. So I then put together an idea that um, Steve, that I'd like to maybe talk, talk about the, how the building was used by the community and how children's, how it was a central part of that community of children. Yeah. So we then... Uh, I then sort of looked at the individual spaces and then interviewed people, past and present, uh, not past, but present residents and past residents, and did some research and found out, you know, the different uses for the building, the different people who had been there. And so that in each of those spaces in the building, not in the, we didn't put any in where the rented space is, but up, up on the veranda, going up to the gallery in the information centre. So we used most of the other spaces. And in there, there are uh, these stories um, or uh, visual references or symbols that talk about what this building did. So if you went into the information centre, inside the information centre, there's one box, one um, memory box, and inside it, I found out that that space was where a lot of the young women had their wedding photos taken. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I then found people who had had their wedding photos taken in that space. Yeah. Well. And uh, they very generously generously allowed me to use their photographs within that space. Mm-hmm. They're great little narratives about place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they've worked well. I suppose they're in the shadow of the memorial, which is fair enough. Mm. But um, it's they're there so that we can remember the community of children. Yeah. Thanks for listening to that account of the Palace Memorial Building. Join us again next month for another look into Bundaberg's historic buildings and places.